testing now. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Hello. I'm Marco. And I'm Caroline. And this is a test. <laughs> what? Just sounded like you were going to go in it, and then you're like, this is a test. Oh, no, yeah, we're testing. All right. I'm not ready to begin. I've got to get my, you know. Oh, we need questions. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'll pause it. Welcome to the, the podcast. podcast. We, oh, jinx. <laughs> we haven't recorded one of these in like months. Well, month. 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 So it feels like I've never done one of these before. So you're supposed to speak into the microphone. Okay. And then it'll it'll take the words you say and make mm-hmm. it into electricity. Right? That's how it works. Uh, I don't know how. No, it turns into vibration. Yeah, but the vibration then is channeled into electricity. Technically, yes. Like your voice vibrates the magnet in the microphone, which causes no like currents, like like things of electricity that is then translated into a digital form that audacity then turns back into vibration so that you can understand it. Yeah, because the vibrations then go to the magnet in a speaker and warble it in such a way that it sounds like words. And then it vibrates in your ear canal juices and that translates into sound. Juices. Mm, don't like that. Anyway, like hello. That. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, welcome to Review for Two. This is a podcast where we talk about games that are fun to play with somebody else on the couch or in a very different country. Yeah. because Especially if you can't leave the house. Yeah. Welcome to <laughs> COVID-19 Watch 2020. <laughs> We're really channeling like all of our viewers that cannot leave the house or listeners, I guess I should say. Hey, if you've been stuck in your house for a week or two, have we got some video game suggestions We've for you? got some for Hopefully someone else is also stuck in your house. Yeah, or someone around the world who's also stuck in their house. Yeah, just like post on Reddit. Be like, hey, I've been quarantined. (laughs) Anyone want to play Guacamelee with me? That would be so fun. Oh my god, maybe we're like bringing people together. Oh, that would be sweet. Oh, that would be sweet. But you're probably on a cruise ship. Yeah, not great internet. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. As you said, we are talking about Guacamelee 2. We previously reviewed Guacamelee Super Ultimate Turbo Champion Edition, something to that extent. It was like, the guac- it was Guacamelee 1, but it was the version that comes with all the DLC. Yeah. So, it was- so this is just the second installment in the series. Yeah, and we played the normal vanilla version. I'm sure there's DLC and a Super Turbo Deluxe Championship Gold Edition. If not already released, then on the way. Yeah. But we just played the normal version, and I mean, it was a good time. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll get back into that a little bit, but just to yeah. give you some stats, Guacamelee 2 was developed by Drinkbox Studios. Same t- uh, same team that developed the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out in August of 2018 for the Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Microsoft Windows. Yeah, so gameplay-wise, it is quite similar to the first. It's probably the same. Yeah, it is a 2D Castlevania-style platformer with some punching and some kicking and some throwing of guys into other guys yeah and yeah a lot of the mechanics are the very similar if not the same as they are in the first game we thought one of the things this game did really well and one of the big reasons why we're talking about it is because it is an example of a sequel done really really well yeah in that it is very it's similar to the first one in all of the good ways in that, like, they take what was good and they tweak it a little bit, for, but for the most part, leave it intact because mm-hmm. that's what you're coming back to for a sequel. But at the same time, like, they add some new things, they add some fun things, they sort of streamline some of the different abilities and, you know, power up, level up mechanics. Yeah, 
Yeah, and they still remind you how to play the game. Yeah. Which is really nice because a lot of sequels are like, oh, you already know how to play. We don't have to tell you. But this is like, here's a refresher. Yeah. And they have a sort of like tutorial kind of thing. Same as the first, actually. It's like kind of a tutorial, kind of a mini game where you're basically like in a bar punching some guys and it challenges you to do different combos. Mm -hmm. And it's partially to like show you exactly how your moves affect your character in the world and partially just to, you know, practice and get better. Yeah. So it has that. It teaches you how to play the game again if you need it. And it's just a really well done sequel. Yeah. Do you want to hop into reviews? Let's hop into reviews. Cool. I go first? Sure. What you got? I really like this. I thought that it was a lot harder than the first one, actually. It took us a very long time to beat, and I remember the first one took us a while, but it felt a lot easier, which that happens with sequels um, mm. a lot of the time, except for Kingdom Hearts. Got, got easier em. as it went on, as a lot of people might say. But no, this game was really fun. I did like the elements that they added to it. I thought that they added just enough that it wasn't like confusing, but it still was new content content and it was just bringing your favorite characters back for like another fun adventure which was really cool so i would definitely recommend it play it with somebody else because it is really hard i don't think i could have one manned it at all it was very difficult and the platforming i thought was even harder this time yeah there were a lot of aspects of the platforming that got a little bit more difficult i will yeah. say yeah so if you're like me you can have the other person do it and then you could just bubble to where they are yeah at the end of the level marco what is your review i also thought it was really good cool sort of the plot of guacamelee 2 is that there's a multiverse Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a mash of all the sci-fi multiverse like alternate timeline worst timeline best timeline all that jazz Mm -hmm. and i thought that was really funny because that way they could bring in like a lot of characters that you know but then kind of make like some jokes with them like oh this is the one from the timeline where everyone is made out of noodles and this is the timeline (laughs) where everyone's just a bird actually (laughs) so it was really funny that like it was all the same characters but redone in a way that's like really kind of fun and exciting and just general genuinely funny yeah I agree. And then, like Caroline said, it was a lot of the same, like, gameplay, but a little bit harder, which was nice because that way it wasn't like, there was a, like, a progression almost. Mm-hmm. It was more complex, and then you felt more rewarded and more successful for beating it, as opposed to, like, more of the same of Guacamelee 1. Yeah. They, like, sort of upgraded the level up system, where you could buy new abilities, because you could do that from anywhere on the map, instead of just at save points, which was kind yeah. of nice. And they made it a little bit easier to earn those coins, especially if you were, like, really trying to stack up the combos. Yeah. So it was just, it was just a much more, like, refined version in terms of gameplay, but at the same time, it was a very like creative and just fun in terms of story yeah you were yeah like the main quest was the sacred guacamole yeah which is just delightful it's fun yeah yeah should we get into questions sure let's get into questions cool okay first question who was your favorite tutor? Like like the the English royalty? Yeah, like, like the, the English royalty. No, so there were these four or five? It was five, I five. think. Five. There were five, like, quote unquote, 
tutors, T-U-T-O-R. And they were basically your like level up ability people. So every time you would like learn a new ability, you could just earn coins and then you'd unlock that ability. And it just got progressively like more and more intense in what you could unlock. So by the end, it was like do a combo and like kill 10 dudes, you know, so, yeah. something like crazy like that. So yeah, it those were the tutors and there were five of them. I don't remember all of them, but I don't remember the names. different but abilities. The the tutors were entertaining, I thought, because one was a crocodile. Yeah, one was that. a bad guy from the previous game. <laughs> one was like Helga or something. And mm-hmm. she was like a four foot wide, like eight foot tall wrestler. Mm-hmm. One was a skeleton and one was chicken Jesus. Oh, yes. He was yeah. a chicken. Yeah. Okay. So who was your favorite? I liked Flameface. Because I liked how in the last game, like, they kind of set up his character. He was one of the, like, main villain's henchmen. Mm-hmm. Like, the elite henchman that, you know, serves as a mini-boss. And they set up his character so that, like, he wasn't really dedicated to the end of the world. He was just kind of, like, there along for the ride. He was literally made out of fire, so, like, no one would really give him the time of day anyways. So he was like, fine, I might as well be evil. Yeah. And in this one, like, he becomes your tutor, but he also does that by owning a bar that is set on fire because he's also an alcoholic guy <laughs> made out of fire. It was just, like, weird and delightful, and you were, like, practicing your moves with this fire guy who was shooting guns in a punching game and just, like, getting sloshed even though he was made of fire. I liked him. So, flame face. Okay. Caroline? I think it was the chicken because you're gonna hear this throughout my review and throughout the questions, but anything involving becoming a chicken, using chicken abilities was, like, my favorite part of the game, just hands down. Well, that's a... It was really fun. That's a decent segue into our next question. What was your favorite new thing? Giant chicken. Giant chicken? Giant chicken. So, there was a part where it wanted you to like just do the most combos and do the most damage so you get a lot of coins and I think there were only one or two parts like that Mm -hmm. but what it would do is you would turn into a chicken and then get this like giant feather and just turn into a giant chicken that one touch annihilated whatever enemy you were up against. And this is even like the strongest enemies that take you like 20 hits to beat as a normal person like if you just touched them they would immediately vaporize yes so it was really fun to just like bash your way through and just have an onslaught of like hundreds and hundreds of enemies just put upon you and you were like ain't no thing i'm giant chicken and i just i love that part of it it was really fun and just the whole like chicken lore of the game was like super weird and such a interesting little side story you heard that right Chicken lore, chicken because lore. the chicken Illuminati <laughs> live in the toilets. Yeah, but it was fantastic, and I thought that it was a great thing that kind of was not a main part of the game, but still was an interesting enough side part of the game. Yeah. Kept it interesting. What about you? What was your favorite new thing? I would say it is how they fleshed out the rest of the chicken ability. Mm -hmm. Because in Guacamele 1, you could turn into a chicken. But when you did that, you could really only be a chicken. And I think you could lay eggs. I don't quite remember. But like, Mm -hmm. you couldn't fight. You couldn't dodge or do anything. Like, once you got all of the collectibles, you would also earn the ability to fly. Mm -hmm. But other than that, like, you couldn't do anything as a chicken. And so in this game, they kind of rehauled it so that the chicken could punch and kick and roll and even add its own special abilities that the normal character did not. So it was really fun to like, Caroline could just be a chicken during a fight and it would be a viable choice as opposed to her just running back and forth on the screen shouting, Chicken, Chicken! I did that a lot. 
She did that a lot. Yeah. But no, I liked how they made it like, like, if you're going to have a chicken, double down on the chicken. And they doubled down on the chicken. They KFC double down so hard. (laughs) That's true. And that also segues into our next question. Oh? Would you rather live in the devil underworld or the chicken Illuminati? Ah, so the devil underworld also got a little bit fleshed out because the devil was allowed to be back in charge of the underworld Mm -hmm. after the events of the last game. But basically, it's kind of, if you watched Good Omens... Hell in Guacamole is kind of like hell in that. Mm-hmm. Where, like, it's not that bad, but it's just not great. Like, the elevator is always out of service, and the air conditioner is broken, and, like, you know, there's just kind of a lot of paperwork, and that's really all you ever do. So it's like, hell isn't torture. Hell is just eternal tedium and yeah. inconvenience. Yeah. Which is funny. And then the chicken Illuminati, as we said, is there is an Illuminati of chickens that live in a golden sewer. Yes. Yes. So which one would you rather live in? I have to go with the chicken Illuminati. Yeah, Just same. because that's so out of left field and so just goofy and creative that I love it. And it's fun. You have like chicken overlords teaching you how to fly and kick and yeah. lay bomb eggs and They have songs. Squawk. Yeah. There's like a song, a squawk song that plays in the background of like chickens softly balking in rhythm. (laughs) I love it. Okay. And our final question of the night, I or morning, whenever you're listening to this, or midday, whatever. What was your favorite timeline? Well, I have to give it to the dankest timeline. Mm. Right? Yeah. So there was a part I'll briefly explain where Juan was going through different timelines trying to get back to like where he was previously because he went through a portal door. And this was basically like a funny montage of you going through random worlds and timelines. So like one of them was um, like Street Fighter timeline. One of them was Dankest timeline, which just had dank memes. Oh, Um, it didn't just have dank memes. It had the dankest memes. I'll, I'll explain once you're done. I forgot some of the other ones, but it was like, you just kept going through doors and you were like, oh my God, when is this going to end? But it was really funny to see how creative the, dev- the devs were. It was like yeah. really cute. And it was good because like, because the idea was that you were hopping through. So you spent like 20, 30 seconds in each timeline. You just like, you never got bored with any individual one. What was your favorite timeline again? The dankest one? Why? Yeah. Because apparently after the first one came out, one of, they had a bunch of little signs decorating the towns Mm -hmm. and a lot of those signs were memes like you know the rage memes of the early 2010s and grumpy cat or like stuff like that and apparently a bunch of people reviewed the game and talked about how stupid it was that the memes were in the game so as a response they made an entire timeline that was just full of the dankest memes and there were a bunch of people who were just standing there saying those reviews yeah and like every time they said i I hate all the memes, more memes would appear. And it was just one of the best ways to make fun of people writing stupid negative reviews yeah. I have ever seen. It was really good. What about you? I think mine was the one where we just came across this guy who had a car and he was like, oh, I love this car. It's my new car. I'm so excited <laughs> about this car. And we were just, that was it. It was just this guy in a car. So I took it upon myself to destroy his car. And he was just standing there like, what are you doing? Why are you destroying my car? What's going on? So you destroy it. And then you're like, sorry. And then just go into the next timeline. But like later on, you like saw this guy with his like shitty car. And you were like, oop. Uh, might be, might be. Wow. But it was really funny. And it was a cute like call out to like later in the game. That's all I have. Yeah. 
this was a good sequel and we highly recommend it and if you're stuck inside and you got nothing to do i mean it's really fun it's a castlevania type game so there's a lot of backtracking if you want 100 percent everything oh absolutely mm-hmm. we did not yeah. <laughs> we got 100 percent on like two of the 13 levels and we played this for over eight hours yeah like not consecutively yeah but i think by the time we beat it we we're at like nine yeah yeah so you you can get at least nine hours in if you're just trying to beat the game yeah but you can probably get another five or six if you like are really determined to get all of the little goodies absolutely or you know maybe you're just better than us at video games and it only takes you 10 hours to get everything i don't know i'm not gonna judge (laughs) judge ourselves yeah i'm not gonna judge me who am i to judge me true but you should definitely get this game yeah it's available on game pass so yes. if you have that, which... It's available on Game Pass, and it costs an amount of money. You know we can just edit this out. You don't have to stall for time. It's 60% off on Steam right now for $8. That's so that good. means it's... No, it's $20. The complete bundle, 30% off on Steam right now is $24. But just the regular game on Steam is $20. It looks like they might have um, a sale going on, so it's going to be less, which is really cool. Yep. Yeah. No. That's how math works. You you should absolutely get it and you should absolutely play it. Yes. Cool. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Like and subscribe. We are back because I know Woo. that we took a little break. I'm so sorry about that. We needed to. Tell we really your- appreciate everything that you guys have given us in viewership. So we're really thankful and thank you for letting us take a little break. Yeah. If you have any friends who have been stuck inside due to oh voluntary or involuntary quarantine, you can this tell is them. not a COVID podcast. We're so sorry for everyone who's sick. Also, this, this pod, We're it's going to be like so dated in like 10 years. They're going to be like, yeah. why are they keep talking about the quarantine? What right. is going on? They're like our last quarantine was a year ago for snake flu. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck surviving snake flu. Yeah. We'll you see can you in 10 years. Reach us at Twitter at review for two, Gmail at review the number four, TWO at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out, suggest games. We saw one of our um, listeners suggested a game. Did you see it? Oh, what? Hold on. <laughs> you Again, you don't need to vamp. We can edit this out. <laughs> no, I'm gonna vamp. But why would you do that, though? Where are we on Twitter? Oh, okay. So our friend. Big Alicia at Alicia is fine on Twitter. Go like her. Tweeted at us World of Simulators, which looks Simulator like a firefighter world. sim, airport a construction sim, and a firefighter sim for the low cost of thirty three eighty eight. So, in case you were ever curious, what it's like to be a firefighter in not one but two different simulators. That will... Wait, why? Why two? Oh, because it's airport Airport firefighter. firefighter and firefighter firefighter. And then it's just construction? Yeah. You're three bases. Jesus. Fire, earth, air. God. By our powers combined, we are... I can't wait are... to play it because we liked Farm Sim so much. We did like Farm Sim so much, so we really had this coming for us. That's true. We asked for this. Yeah. All right. Let's let's leave before they recommend more simulators for Sounds us. good. Cool. All right. Bye. Bye. The snake flu. The snake flu.